0: the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't got to tell me, dog. I know I'm the scene behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home alive. Behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, everyone? You're listening to a brand new high definition episode of the world famous, the one and only BTB. Coming to you live and direct from La Jolla, California, home of the Farmers Insurance Open PGA Tour. That would be in San Diego County. Uh, This is and always will be a professional podcast. So, welcome to the new chapter of behind the baller podcast my name is ben baller aka the wash lord aka pga pro m b b d t c in this bitch of course and always will be the korean john cusack this show is produced and brought to you by the almighty dust brothers miles davis and jordan winter Theme song by Illegal Cartel with original music by Lakey Inspired. BTB Army, are you ready for the new chapter? Meaning we no longer got a Thursday episode, right? We're going one time a week, but we're still stronger than a motherfucker. Every Monday, 12pm Pacific Time, check your local time zones and all that other shit. Alright, are you guys ready? You ready? Well, let's Fucking go. Happy Monday, and I thank God for another day to wake up and uh, still be blessed. Before we begin this show, we need to discuss um, the horrific. Terrible events that happened in Monterey Park, California, an area um, I called home during parts of my childhood, a very dear and near place to my heart, any day one, episode one BTB 2 b Army, uh, you guys know, this is, a, this is a fucking crazy situation, man. Um, happy Lunar New Year, happy Chinese New Year, the same shit. You know, they're on the Eastern calendar. Uh, Most Asians do follow it, um, especially if you're into Buddhism and things like that. But just the Asian culture, Chinese, Vietnamese, uh, Koreans follow it. Don't think the Japanese follow that. But uh, that don't matter. You know, the situation that happened in Monterey Park, right on Garvey Avenue too, like, you know, it's just fucking wild. see the Citizen app message. And I'm like, 10 shot? Wait, 19 shot? Wait, what? And I'm fucked up. I'm like, yo, what the fuck's going on in Monterey Park? Obviously, you know, we don't get no closure. We don't get no stories. Not that that, I'm just saying, you know, you don't get um, to find out what happens because the killer shot himself and killed himself like a fucking coward that he is. Piece of shit. I hope he fucking rots in hell and um, dies eternal death. And um, that may sound harsh, you know what, but that's just the type of shit that just must happen in your life. You know, you just, if that's what you chose, and that's what, 72 years old, man, bro, really? You killed 10 people, you shot 19, nine are critically injured still? It's just an unfortunate situation. Um, You know, a lot of Karens coming out, a lot of people with the stop Asian hate shit. And um, not that I don't exist. I'm not discrediting it. I'm just saying, like, immediately thinking it's, you know, I don't know if they thought it was some white dude, some Mexican dude, some black guy. I don't know what they thought. But, I mean, there is a Latino community every- everywhere. And in Monte Park, for sure. It is definitely a very highly predominantly Asian, mostly Chinese area. I, I just... That's just just crazy, you know. If you lived there, you stayed there for a long time in your life, you know about Monet Park, and you know that. I mean, I'm not saying it's far fetched for some crazy motherfucking Antifa or the fuck, uh, some KKK or whatever the fuck you want to call it, Trump fucking rally type crazy motherfucking, you know, um, people to pull up there and just fucking shoot a bunch of Asians I'm not saying anything could fucking happen now you know shit's going bad and and, and, I just focus on the good until you know I realize this is so much good right some bad's gonna happen this is a fucking tragedy and I think about it and I'm like all right, let me just think something tells me I doubt this was you know somebody outside the Asian uh, culture yellow skin color, nothing. I just I just felt it. My immediate thought was, you know, it was at a dance studio. I thought maybe it was a card game. Maybe it was, you know, uh, at a karaoke spot. I said, you know what, man? Maybe some Asian gangs got into a fight. Who knows? It's like 19 motherfucking people. I don't know any of the victims or nothing, right? You don't you get to hear shit. I just was like, yo, man. And I made a statement. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, a lot of celebrities, a lot of people are like, Yo, ABC, CBS, NBC, why aren't you reporting this and blah, blah, blah. Look, the news, if you guys understand, the news starts at like 4 or 5 a.m. our time. And then it's like in New York, I don't think it goes before 5 a.m. really. And CBS, ABC, and NBC, Fox, KTLA, KCAL, whatever the fuck you want to say, they're not going to start that shit up, you know, at midnight here and there. Now, maybe some of the websites and stuff and they're running news and everything, right? But then the news is going to just air, you know? It's, the, the last showing of uh, the news is like, especially on a, on a, on a weekend, it's going to be like 10 p.m. And it'll go to like 11, that's it. They ain't going back in. I mean, they usually, you know, what's crazy is during the daytime, they'll go back in the fucking breaking news is a fucking car chase, you know? And, and people love when I do them, you know, the commentating on the police car chases and shit, and helicopters and stuff. But it's just, if you know how shit works, you just... Saying something to say something, and that's fine. Uh, you know, it's freedom of speech. But like to emphasize, like Simu, right? shang Chi, actor Simu Lu. I love him. He's a nice guy, super nice guy. And he's breaking down what Monterey Park is. He's a Chinese dude from Canada, and he's talking about you know what. it's Monterey Park is one of the most fucking famous Asian, probably the most popular, predominantly Asian neighborhood in the USA, if not in North America. And it's been, it's grown big as a motherfucker. It was not heavy Asian when I was there as a young kid. And there's a lot of insinuating. You start seeing like, okay, well, there was fucking, you know, assault rifles, this and that, whatever. You know, it was an Asian hate crime. You don't know what the fuck it was. I I didn't feel that in my heart. That's just me. And again, I've spent a lot of fucking time there. But, you know, I said what I said, it just hit different because I've said on this show before, anytime I'm going through a really overwhelming period of time or if I'm just really stressed, I'm talking about this is like not that often. Think during times of reflection and shit like that, I'd go out there maybe once a year or something, you know, here and there just to vibe out and be different. This is even during my crazy times with Jonas and everything. I think maybe four times in the last 13 years, maybe five, I pulled up to Murray Park. And there's one little spot that I go to. It's a residential area. I can see the entire city. And it just, it just fucked me up. You know, it, it just, I'll go there and just think about the times when, um, right when my parents are going through a divorce. And I just think about all of us sitting at a dinner table. And that's rare times because my brother is so much older than me that, you know, he was gone at a pretty young age. I was shit. I mean, I was really young when my parents got divorced, right? And um, it was enough to where, you know, I know shit was not the same anymore and I'm in Koreatown. But, you know, I just think about being at a dinner table, no matter how much my mom busted her ass, we'd sit down and there'd be a meal for all of us. And we sat down. We really did as a family. As fucked up and dysfunctional as our family was, there are parts and times that definitely, you know, we lived as a family, traveled as a family, did things as a family, you know, me, my sister, my brother had different lives, different friends. But it was a neighborhood and it was totally different than what shit is like now. It's just fucking crazy. It just times change, you know, and you have to fucking roll with the punches. But as crazy as it sounds, It was a time where I felt the safest and the most comfort in my life. I was doing well in school. I felt protected by my big brother. There was no fighting really with my parents. We celebrated holidays and things like that. It was just a different time. And, um, you know, after that, it wasn't. So, you know, my auntie. My cousins, they went to a private school. My uncle was a very successful radiologist, Polish-Jewish man by the name of Richard Kalinowski. And, um, they lived in in Monterey Park. So they thought it'd be better if I just go to school there. And I got fucked with there by some random kids here and there. And they didn't realize, like, I was like, man, y'all don't even know where the fuck I'm from, man. Y'all really dumb as fuck. And, um, School I went to was a block and a half away from East L.A. College. And I talked about, you know, uh, the last two seasons of Last Chance U was filmed at uh, East L.A. College. And um, there wasn't even fucking any kind of, I mean, I doubt the basketball program even existed back then. Or maybe it did, it just there wasn't shit then. But, uh, you know, I went to school two blocks away from East L.A. College. And East L.A. is obviously a very heavily, predominantly Latino, Hispanic area and uh, very close to Boyle Heights and all that shit and everything and just, Monterey Park is a gem of a neighborhood. It's just a really like cool ass little area. But it's just, you know, I I just think of uh, how much that area meant to me for the, you know, few years of school that I went over there. And and, then my dad would drive me back to school no matter what, you know, from Koreatown. And uh, he would, you know, he was a professor at UCLA making like $23,000 a year. I'm just putting it out there because it's like people think Professor was like, it was more of a, a, a title. You know, he, was, he felt prestigious because of that. And uh, we, he didn't make any fucking money. You know, my dad didn't definitely have any money to buy me no, not even like no Nike shit like that. I mean, he would, but it was like, my dad wasn't necessarily cheap. He just didn't have it. There's a difference between being cheap and not having it. And you think about that now, it's like, fuck, bro. If I had to drop London Ryder and Kai off at school in the morning, to Monterey fucking Park. God damn. There was getting a scholarship, something else, whatever, or something. That, I, I mean, I can kind of get it, but that'd be, at that time in the morning, it'd be a 40-minute ordeal getting there, 40-minute getting back. Going there at the midday, who fucking knows. I mean, it would be a, a fucking trek. Back then, no bullshit. It was probably 15, 20 minutes maybe, and it was, 15, 20 in a car ain't bad. You know, if you really think about it, it ain't that bad a commute. But, Right after that, I got kicked out of school there, you know? So I was, and it's fucking funny as fuck. People like, bitch, nobody ever told, not me. I'm saying other people say, say, oh, you know, this is my second grade teacher who said I wasn't going to be nothing. To, no, bitch, my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Lou, she definitely said I wasn't going to be shit. I was going to be dead or in jail. She said all that shit. I got kicked out. And I remember they made my dad come to school and people scared of my dad. My, scared, my dad was a scary looking motherfucker. And um, he looked like the Asian King Kong Bundy. He was a fucking, he was just a mean looking dude. And uh, they went through my book bag. And they're suspicious, you know, they're suspicious as shit because I smell like smoke. My brother smoked cigarettes. He also smoked weed back then. To tell you the truth, you know, I'm going to keep 100. I was smoking a little bit of weed back then too at 12, 13. And um, they went through my bag, whatever, and they looked at my homework and stuff. And I realized in my homework, I put, fuck you, Miss Lou. It's crazy. I remember this shit. And that was fucking almost 40 years ago. And I think about that and I'm just like, God damn. You know, I got kicked out of school. And then from there, Burendo, Virgil, Autobahn, fucking St. Timothy's, Beverly Vista, Beverly, Fairfax. So that's fucking, I don't even, I can't count really. I six or seven schools in a no matter of five years or six years. It, I got kicked out a lot of schools, man. I was a bad kid. Virgil Jr. High, too, but I mentioned that. And I just, I just, again, man, I keep reflecting back to the old me. And I don't mean the old me, just like, you know, 2008, 2007, 2001, 1997, or 2011 you know, me. I'm talking about reflecting back to 91, to 88, to 84, 83. 83, I was already breakdancing in a motherfucking group, you know what I mean? In a crew and shit, like I was out, you know, sneaking out my brother. My brother was already fucking eighteen at that time. He was already eighteen. And I was fucking trying to be in fucking breaking the movie and go to the Radiotron All Ages Club. That was just like it was just different. And um, Westwood was popping. I just think about different moments, different times, different days—the good, the bad. Sometimes I, I think about the what ifs. You know, you know, what if I end up staying at Priority? I didn't fucking leave and go to Aftermath. I don't know. You know, what if I stayed and fucking decided to come back to Monterey Park? You know what I mean? What if I decided to make Monterey Park my home? Now, again, I'm not making fun of Monterey Park as a place to, you know, I'm just saying if you was entertainment or trying to come up on the grind and, you know, YouTube is different and things like that, but I'm talking about, like, come up with, you know, how I came up, you know? If I didn't have access, didn't go to Beverly Hills High, didn't go to Fairfax, didn't meet all these celebrities or people who was out there grinding. There's a different mindset. Them dudes is minds. You just think smaller sometimes, you know? You just, they're not really, the outside the box is, is you know, not a common thing. Outside real suburban, you know, and, and, you know, when you're in the, it's not really the suburbs, but it is San Gabriel Valley, you know what I'm saying? But like, again, the access that I had, it's hard to grind when you're further away. But I won't lie, I have brought up to Nicolette. There was a beautiful house in Monterey Park that I wanted, now, fuck down, I live there. And I'm not making fun of my wife, I'm just saying. If it's one thing, I want my wife to be comfortable where she's at, I want to be in a neighborhood, you know, with people, you know, with the same median income, you know what I'm saying, and and all that, and, you know, doing shit, and, you know, most of the kids are in our area and are fucking going to fucking Harvard-Westlake and fucking uh, Marlboro and shit like that, you know, nice private schools, Oakwood and uh, Curtis and all these cool-ass schools, but Monterey Park is a good-ass area to bring, you know, to raise a family. It's just a cool area. Just that fucking, you know, that shit triggered up some of the, just, just Made me reflect back on that shit, just fucked me up. Made me think about the families and whoever was, you know, was killed and died. Prayers out, you know, it's uh, my condolences to everybody. It's just crazy fucking times. But yeah, man, you know, I, I just think about that shit and not like I don't have enough to think about as it is. And I think a lot of the reflection and a lot of the anxiety and a lot of stress that's been going on in the last two weeks is because I have a packed schedule. Even if it's just playing golf. Oh, you're just playing golf. I do enjoy playing it. Of course, I wouldn't do it if I wanted to enjoy it. You know, you chase it, of course. The golf bug is a lifetime sentence. You ain't just like, ah, fuck it. I mean, I guess for, you know, for quitters and shit, that you know, punks. I ain't gonna start. I ain't doing no day one going to the gym here and there. I know what I think of the gym and here and there, and that's not my life at all. But When I pick up something, I go in and I go hard body. But when I reflect a lot, I got to really think about the fact that Jonas didn't make it to C40. Q didn't make it to C50. I turned 50 this fucking Friday. Right? So it's a lot going on. I think that's actually at least 50% of my nerves and stress. But to add to that, tomorrow... I'm playing in the Farmers Insurance PGA Pro Am, and I don't even know who the fuck I'm paired up with. I was supposed to find out last night, but I guess I find out today. I don't even know what time my tea time is tomorrow. TV cameras, it's fucking five ten thousand 10,000 people in the stadium and all that shit and everything going on. And uh, thank God my hotel is only fucking seven minutes away. But, you know, I'm fucking shook a little bit. And I've had some amazing support from good, good guys, from my agents. You know, my agent only represents fucking Colin Morikawa and fucking uh, Justin Thomas. Colin Morikawa sent me some really encouraging words, some great fucking words. My coach, Ron Del Barrio, said some amazing shit to me. But I think that I'm so fucking shook about that first tee. I think, again, after the second hole, I'll be fine. You know, um... It's not that I want to be good. You know, I want to do good. You know, and if I just go at the tempo, and that's what I practiced yesterday, I just practiced tempo and percentages. Touch and feel shit. Not trying to crush the ball here and there. And, you know, if I shoot 85 to 95 strokes, which, you know, you shouldn't predict what you're going to do. I'm just saying, think about that. 85 and 95 strokes. 15 to 20 of those strokes are going to suck. So, I'm just hoping my misses are good, right? Who fucking knows? But it's, it's giving me a lot of mental stress. Been practicing for farmers, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to the course today to um, check out the greens. Gonna finally probably practice a little bit of putting on an actual course. I don't really do that, just kind of going around and do it. Gonna hit the range, you know, gonna go out there. For any of you who are going to the farmers insurance um, pro am, it's obviously tomorrow. The actual PGA prom starts on Wednesday. 99.9% of PGA tours start on a Thursday and go to Sunday. I don't know why they're going to Saturday. I don't know if it's got to do with the NFL, um, AFC, NFC championships and the the TV rights. I have no idea, but it's been stressing me out. i ain't going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I took some fucking melatonin Friday night, Thursday night. I forgot. Maybe Thursday night or Friday night. I took melatonin because my wife takes this melatonin. It's like little gummies. And I'm like fuck it's like nine o'clock and I didn't want to take it at fucking this time because you know that would break my uh intermittent fasting and even on the weekend I go a little later but right at nine is like the latest it should be and I remember I woke up and I just felt like shit I like I don't know and I went to bed probably around 10 something I woke up at 12 30 Got fucking suits playing in the background. I look and I'm like, "Fuck! I'm not even in bed right now. I'm in my fuck. I'm in the guest room. Why? Who fucking knows? If you ever taken Ambien before, you could do some crazy shit. You hallucinate if you try to fight the sleep and everything. And I think I might have tried to fight it. I don't know. Should just basically close my eyes, turn everything off, close the curtains, put some earplugs on, take my fucking storm medicine, and just tell my wife, like, "Yo, I'm sorry," because she's a very light sleeper. But no, I woke up at 12:30 in the guest room. Tried to force myself to go back to sleep. I think I struggled for 20 or 30 minutes and then I woke up again. It must have been Friday because it was Saturday. I woke up and it was like fucking 8 a.m., I think. I never sleep until 8 a.m., I just felt like shit. And um, I don't know. Took some melatonin last night. I feel a little better. I'm all right. But I definitely need to get a good night's sleep tonight. I got to get at least legit eight hours. I'm not eating anything after eight o'clock. I'm not eating no Mexican food. No pizza, no fried foods. I'm gonna have a motherfucking sandwich. I'm gonna have some fucking Jersey mics. or I'm gonna fucking order room service and have some fucking mashed potatoes and a fucking steak. I don't know. I'm not having no fucked up shit. I'm not gonna drink any coffee tomorrow morning. I'm gonna probably try to drink two bottles of water before I have my like literally my first tea time. And thank God there's porta potties on almost every hole and all the other shit. But I'm just like I got a lot of lot of you know just a lot of things running through my brain. I think I'm gonna have a great time. Um, you know going to try to be as relaxed as possible. But by the way, guys, I know we're 20 minutes or so into the show. We are launching part three, new podcast, part three, launching this Wednesday, January 25th. Um, This will be kind of a little intro episode. Get to know me, Steven, and, and Jr. And, uh, yeah, we'll be on, it'll be on YouTube, be on Amazon, it'll be on Apple, be on Stitcher and fucking Spotify, all that shit. And the crazy thing is, uh, we got a major offer from a major network. That's no cap. My agent don't play though, so he wants to kind of go over some things and I think he's waiting around for all the other, you know, players to put in the bid. This is a big fuck, this is gonna be legit. It's fucking amazing. We shot all day Friday and, um, We got Michelle Wee. We got George Lopez. We got professional skateboarder Sean Malto. We got three really solid fucking episodes. In fact, we got four or five solid fucking episodes in the can. We're going to be shooting at different places, different locations. This show is going to be fucking amazing for golf. And golf is all about growing the game. But no more golf. We'll do it after the break. But yeah, part three is fucking fire. Fire. By the way, subscribers, they're supposed to let me have subscribers back today. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Figure it out. But you know what? It's good. I have a nice community of subscribers right now. There's currently a giveaway. If you go to my Instagram subscription, you will see that there are a $600 pair of MW75 noise-canceling high-definition wireless Bluetooth headphones up for giveaways. All you got to do is leave a comment on my latest subscription post. And um, you will win if uh, you win the raffle. And um, what's going to happen is on Wednesday, I was doing it before, but I'm just going to do it all one time. I'm going to go through all 500, 300, 400 comments, whatever it is. I'm going to give a number. So like, you know, Jordan Jackson, one, you know, Steven fucking Rockaway, two. And I'm going to keep going all the way down. I'm going to like the comments that I leave a number on and make sure I get everybody... Then go through it again. uh, You get a number. you Do not get a number. And then we're going to do a random.org raffle by randomizer. And then uh, my next giveaway will be a Twitter giveaway. And I'm going to keep rocking with both. It's two different things. If I don't get my live back, the IG situation may be a little weird. Right? But the subscriber thing has been amazing. And um, I did come up with the idea that February 24th in Los Angeles will be the meetup. We are going to rent out a small movie theater somewhere. I think the smallest theaters are probably 80, 90 seats, which ain't going to be hard. And tell you the truth. I don't want all 80, 90 rented out. I would probably want maybe 75, 65 at most. So we have some space. I want a place that has recliner seats. And, um, actually I think we can find even a smaller theater. And, uh, I was going to say, look, I could do it with 12 people and take care of everybody. But I was going to wait till the break to say this. But yo, I went to go see a movie with my family. I always buy an extra seat. So I don't have anybody sitting next to me. And um, it was fucking $200. Parking snacks and movies. I'm just like, who the fuck can go do that now? And we didn't like go crazy or nothing. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, my bad guys. I'm fucking, again, going off subject. February 24th. Will be the Los Angeles meetup. We're going to watch Cocaine Bear. This is going to be a fucking awesome fucking movie. I don't I'll make it fucking awesome. I'm going to get lit as fuck before. Um, I have three theaters in mind. I will start contacting them probably after this week. I had a vote. Do you guys want to do you know, I just invite 12 people and I'll take care of it, which would be fucking probably, you know, thousand bucks. Or do we just have everyone who wants to pull up, pull up, and we all chip in and figure it out? And I think if we do that, it'd probably be like 30 bucks. You guys take care of your own concessions and shit, but it might be like 25, 30 bucks a person. And that ain't bad at all. Especially because we're gonna have a fucking good ass time. Rent the whole fucking theater out, we're gonna be fucking talking mad shit. It's gonna be fucking hilarious. All right. So um, yeah, I'm I'm fucking super pumped for uh that meetup. And uh, there'll be no meetup in San Diego right now because I'm just here for business strictly. I'm not fucking around today. Uh got to head over to Vessel Golf, pick up my sponsorship hat, got to go to the range. I got to go get my mind right. I got to go to TaylorMade to pick up my five wood, Stealth two. I'm going to have an early dinner and just chill out and watch some fucking Prime, Netflix, and just kick it. Uh, tomorrow I got the Pro-Am all day, does events, does breakfast, there's lunch, does all kinds of shit, meet the pros, and here and there, whatever. Wednesday, the actual Pro-Am begins, I mean, the actual PGA Tour begins, uh, this is like the real kickoff to the season, I feel like, you know, like, not that Amex isn't, but like, you know, it's here, in Cali, so uh, I'm gonna check out probably the first nine nine holes, and um, then head back, I might stay longer, I don't know yet, but I'm definitely gonna pull up and check out, you know, um, mm-hmm. Farmer's Insurance, and, you know, root for my team, TaylorMade guys, and my other boys, like Tom Kim, and Siwoo Kim, and I'm sure, a few other people I know are playing, and uh, yeah, man. So, by the way, if you didn't know, my birthday party—if you do have, uh, you know, that type of bread to get a table, otherwise, I can't see yourself getting in. But this Saturday, January twenty-eighth, at Hyde Lounge on Sunset Boulevard, it's going down. You can uh, try to hit up one of the promoters at Hyde to try to get in, but I, I don't know. I will have a very small guest list. And those will be probably reserved for BTB Army. Um, I don't have a place for you guys to sit. My area probably hits 10 to 12. And my wife and my family and people like that will be there. So it's like, I wish I had. But I be mean, I don't mind come by, pouring you guys a drink and talking shit for a little bit. But it is a cracking ass club. It'll be fucking, you know, but it is mostly, I mean, I'm sorry. It is 95% table service. You know, it's so people who hop around here and there. I, last time went there, did not move around at all. Went to the bathroom once, did not go to other tables to say what's up to people. But this Saturday, it goes down. My birthday is Friday. You know what? All I want everyone that listens to this podcast to do is like the pic that I post because I'm going to post a carousel of the evolution of Ben Baller. From Ben Yang to Ben Baller. It's going to be cool. Some pictures have never been shown before. And uh, if you pull up to the birthday party on the 28th man say what's up you know what i mean like definitely pull up and say what's up all right man we're gonna take a break we got some commercials pay some bills and um yeah man that's it we'll be right back New year and you're still making sports bets on your own? Why? You're not an expert. You don't have the time to be an expert. Stop fucking around. You need to join captainpicks.com. This is a company that I own, I am an owner of, okay? And we have been on fire. NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, UFC, college basketball, tennis, Premier League, PGA Tour, Props, parlays, we got it locked. This is the place to be a community of winners where you get to celebrate with the best crew in the game. Use promo code PLAYOFFS at captainpicks.com to get 47% off all packages. Promo code PLAYOFFS at captainpicks.com. Talk sports, stack wins. Man, I I, I gotta say, the last time I was this nervous, man, I done walked up on stage with Uzi, Drake, Drake like fucking 15 sold out gigantic shows from 15,000 people to 3,000 people to fucking 90,000 people, Big Bang, K-pop shows, Bieber, fucking danced, drunk on fucking, you know, did shit like that, been on television, been on the news, uh, did a debate on fucking Fox 11 news about Blood Diamonds. I've been in movies, which, you know, whatever, meeting Michael Jackson and shit and just all kinds of things. I think the last time I had this type of nervousness in me was probably my last basketball game. And I knew I was going to play. That was the only reason why because we're playing against you know a D1 basketball school, and I knew that we were going to get blown out. And that's fucking 30 years ago. So um, I just want to get this shit. I've been practicing like a motherfucker. I played nine holes the other day at Angeles. I didn't even finish the whole 18. Then I got a gigantic bucket of balls, and that two weeks off fucked up my golf muscles so bad during the holidays that I'm still sore, have the golf claw. That's uh, when you wake up and your hands are kind of sore Practice every single day since Thursday. I've at least hit seventy balls since Thursday. Was that Wednesday, Thursday, or Saturday? I forgot what day it was, but I, I played nine holes at uh, at Weddington, shot one over. I'm worried about the short game. That's the easiest part for me. That's the hardest part for everyone else. But yeah, you know, I'm just uh just fucking getting it in. I um on Sunday yesterday, I went to a beautiful beach house. Well, not beach house, a Malibu beach house um house in Malibu in the Malibu Canyon area gorgeous ocean view beautiful house by the way and uh, I think it's for sale I forgot if it's 13 15 million I don't know what what it is but the guy built a 5 hole par 3 with one par 4 hole course it's a, a par 16 5 hole and um it is just fuck man it is just insane it has a beautiful house. Big shout out to Greg, owner of the house. He's um, one of my coaches, students, a little older than me, owned a really big apparel company, successful. He's uh, got four kids. He's got, actually got three kids, same ages as my kids, and then he's got an older kid. Um, he's a stick, good player. I think shoots, you know, he shoots high 60s here and there, but mostly in the 70s. I know he's a closer to scratch handicap, but his place was fucking amazing. The longest hole there is about 70 yards. And then most of them are like between 40 and 50 yards. There's one that was about maybe 29. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The shortest hole is like 29 yards. But it was like the green is all fucked up. You get on there, boom. You're fucking OB. And you'll lose like a motherfucking shit ton of balls. It was fucking really fucking hard. When I say really fucking hard, I have a lot of luck. It's just really hard. And my coach is no joke. But that was fucking beautiful. It's like my dream to have that shit. It was crazy. Got full music outside. Got lights where you could play at nighttime. Just fucking nuts. You Could just fucking get a bunch of range balls and just hit them into the woods and into the trees and shit. And nothing is ever going to happen. Like it's never going to be, there's never going to be any fucking houses built in the area. It's just fucking dope. It's really fucking nice. It's like it literally is a dream. I would let it do it a little differently so not everything goes OB. But when you're balling like that, fuck it, yeah, just you can get a whole bunch of range balls and just fucking hit them and just fuck it, you know. I'm sure you go to Amazon and buy a shit ton of fucking range balls for a cheap amount of money, whatever. And just, I mean, it's still money, you know. Still got to be maybe a dollar ball, who knows? But yeah, man, I- I'm nervous. I-, I just want this shit to be over with, and I just want it to be—I don't know. I, I just wanna—I want to have fucking fun, and I know I'm going to. And I think this is amazing. If you guys saw that. Story post I posted my coach what he said. And it's just like 99% of 65 million golfers never get to experience this because they don't have the fucking balls to be an amateur and pull up to a fucking professional tournament and play. It's fucking crazy, man. And that's why I can't wait for you guys to see part three and really understand the experience of things. And I'm sure most people who you start playing golf, even if you're only playing at a muni course, you know how tough it is. You know, you could take mulligans and lie to yourself and do whatever, but you'll understand it's, it's just not fucking easy. It doesn't matter if you're a fucking pro or not and um, fucking a man John Rahm won fucking uh, the Amex and he's won two already this year. It's just nuts. It's, he's crushing it right now. It's, and I'm not hating it just he's with Callaway you know what I mean? So I'm just like not fucking with dude again you know but what are we going into right now? Oh yeah. You know what man? Did a lot of driving over the weekend and Michael Rapport. Had Chris Hansen on the latest episode of Iron Rap Report. If you're listening to this in a day or so, or whatever, you know it'd be the second to last. But his last episode has Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator, and it was a fucking phenomenal interview. It was a phenomenal. I mean, that is a like a goal right there. That is a that's goals getting a guest like that. Chris Hansen is a fucking pop fucking cultural icon you know he's fucking memes all this shit I hated that show only because I don't like entrapment I don't give a fuck if you're fucking with pedophiles and murderers here and there it's just again it's entrapment there's certain things I think legally you can't really go on anymore and just some of the things and again you should protect fucking anybody from pedophiles and pieces of shit like that but it just you know you just see how many sick fucks are out there and uh, I didn't know he went to Michigan State. He was a Spartan, and the funny thing is, he went to school there at the same time that Magic Johnson went to school there. So I was pretty cool. And the fact is, just to hear him shoot the shit with um with Mike Rapport was dope. Them being in the same room, that was fucking cool. And some of you guys might be too young, or some of you guys may not know, like when there was, you know, message forums really heavy in the early two thousands, and you know when that show was active. And it's like, you know, you may not know whatever, and some people may really. You know, maybe question some of my older movie things and stuff, but watching old movies. The funny thing is, there's not a lot of new movies I could fuck with. That's why classics will be classics forever. But you might not like what I like. And that's okay. Because guess what? I'm not trying to like what you like, what everyone else likes. I, I got my own mind. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm about to be half a motherfucking century. I've always had my own opinions and everything you know but check out that show I am rapport that is a dust brothers production as well so you know we got we got to show support for each other bmf episode 3 was a bullshit filler episode i fucking hate when 50 knows how to drag on a fucking show and it was just some fucking bullshit boogeyman hocus pocus bullshit there's definitely some fiction in there you know, he puts a disclaimer. Some of this shit really might have happened. You know, some of this is da da da, whatever to keep the story. And again, the, the, I understand that the the overall vibe is pretty much what you know, Black Mafia family and Lil Meach. I mean, Big Meach went through. But it, 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 I just hate. Again, some of the background story until I understand it's important, but it's just like you don't got to drag it on. Again, you know, he's done it where he's giving you a fire up. So, but that's just part of the story. It is what it is. I'm not a director, a producer, a screenwriter, whatever. It was just a fucking bullshit filler up, and episode two was so fucking good, but it did set up for motherfuckers to get payback. I just hope we don't see any payback in episode nine. So fucking episode three, four, five, six, seven, and eight lead you to nine. Like fuck that. Do I know why? Because suits. Yeah, I'm still on fucking suits. Suits will give you 18 fucking episodes in a season and every single episode got drama and they deal with the fucking revenge right then and there. Sometimes, you know, the storyline will prolong and go a little different, but there's at least three or four major things going on in a whole season. So every episode, there's some shit. There's backstabbing, fucking lying, shit talking, revenge. It's crazy. They don't do fillers. They don't fill in shit. They get to it period. Season five was fucking probably one of the best seasons, next to maybe one and two. Season five is crazy. You gotta watch one and two, obviously, but then, I think after you watch one, two, and three, you can skip to certain seasons, but then, you know, you'll miss some of the, the di- not the dialogue, but like, you know, someone becoming a lawyer finally, or someone getting married, and, you know, there's always been all this tension for three or four seasons, now finally they're fucking, or whatever like that. Season six, I'm not really fucking with. And there's some spoilers, because it's an old show. Like Mike Ross goes to challenge. It's just like not fucking believable and it's that whatever. And it's just season six is like, I'm like, all right, doc, this might be time for me to turn the show off. Season four was all right. Dragging on a little bit. One, two, definitely three was cool. Uh Five, crazy. Four, eh. six fucking is starting to get on my fucking nerves, but they get in it. They don't give you that bullshit. Okay. They do not at all whatsoever. Now I took, My kids, my wife, to go see Puss in Boots. Um, For some reason, I've seen Shrek. I've seen, if there's one, two, or three, I've seen all of them. I just don't really remember them that well. I know during my kids when they are very, very young, watched them again here and there. I didn't know what to expect from Puss in Boots. I think I definitely saw the first Puss in Boots. I don't remember it at all whatsoever. I don't remember shit in it. Um, I forgot Antonio Manderas was the, I didn't know that fucking Puss in Boots was a spinoff character from Shrek. But I will say this. If you got kids that are under 12, this is a fucking great fucking family movie. Now, if you are an older dude who just likes watching cartoons and shit, great movie. Because they go through all these fairy tales and a lot of just like, I don't know what they're teaching. I mean, I, you know, I do to a certain extent, but I don't know if they're really still talking about Goldilocks and fucking... You know, um, the classic fairy tales and shit. Besides Mickey Mouse and stuff, it's not a fairy tale. But Puss in Boots, my review, it gets a 10 out of 10. It was very good. This is, again, a very mandatory family movie. You should take your kids to go see. Um, There is early access for it, though. You could buy, rent it for $25 or buy it for $30 on Amazon Prime. It hit different, though. Again, you know, going to the theater and having your fucking nachos and cheese and having the fucking mozzarella sticks and Having a latte, having a cherry coke and fucking airheads and sour belts and all that shit. I have all that shit. I go in, we go to the movie theaters. I didn't go crazy, like, you know, getting fucking the other stuff they have, but it's kind of dope. They got a bar and shit, you know, at this spot that we go to, the recliner seats sit back. Kids had a great time. Um, and you know what? Fuck it. uh It's only like four or five theaters I even go to in LA. And I don't go to the Arc Light anymore, even though I used to love to. It's not really a kid place. No, me and my wife used to be at the Light all the fucking time. Me and my wife used to be at the fucking Century City AMC Theater all the fucking time at Century City Mall. I used to go to The Grove so fucking much that I think I mentioned here. You know, Jonas was like, how much do you think the place cost? 200, 300 million? I want to buy you this fucking place because you come here so much. Shout out to Rick Crusoe. But I think as the kids were born and everything else, we were more so going to the Americana. Uh, City Walk has got a good theater. Because um, of IMAX. I got to be somewhere that IMAX Burbank's got a good theater. What else? You know, I, I just think about back in the day, like again, Westwood. Like if you wanted to see a good movie and it was going to be like some crack, like coming to America or something real big where people used to line up, there ain't no fucking online tickets and shit like that, you would go to Westwood. You go to the Avco, you go to the fucking Bruin, you go to the National, you go to the big ass theaters. These were big theaters with THX sound and it was just popping. It was just a different experience. you know you get a fat burger, fucking go to the arcade. it was like just lit walk around Westwood was crazy. in fact, there was a fucking great was it a shooting or a driving or some shit There was some fucking death during the 84 Olympics there it was something weird but it was Westwood used to be lit. That was the Beverly Hills kind of like there was cracking there. Everyone from Beverly Hills in the 80s and early 90s were going to was going to Westwood and then um, it started getting a little hood it started getting crazy like New Jack City had shootings there. Um, it was just popping. That's what was crazy. I remember Century City had big theaters too and those are gone now. CAA is fucking taking over and some banks and stuff. There was a really nice movie theater there. I remember seeing fucking Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon at Century Plaza. But yeah, as you could see, I love movies. I wish I could go to more of them and that's why I can't wait for Cocaine Bear for the meetup. It's going to be fucking, I just love it. I used to get fucking, you know, I used to have a hard time sitting down, but um, movies were never a problem especially something I like. And I walked the fuck out of a movie. I don't give a fuck. I walked out of Saw. The first Saw was like, fuck this bitch ass movie. Walked out with like five, 10 minutes left. Didn't realize the whole fucking movie came together in the last five, 10 minutes. Some bullshit. Anyways, Puss in Boots. Family fun. Definitely a 10 out of 10. Missed all the previews. And I realized that there really is 16 to 20 minutes of previews and it's just fucking crazy because so there's some things I do want to see. I want to see... There's no new Batman. What the fuck is it? Um, Oppenheimer and fucking... I don't give a fuck about Tron. I, you know what? It's just Tron's overrated. I don't know. Any of the bigger new Marvel shit. Spider-Man, I'm not even really... Eh. I don't fuck with Tom Holland like that. It's just... I don't know. Anything else that's big? I, I, I want to. What's the next big blockbuster? I don't know. I got to still see Avatar... I'm going to end up watching it at home. Hopefully, that shit's available, like, real soon. But, uh, sports, guys. Sports. LeBron James is about 10 games away from breaking the all time scoring record. He's going to pass up Kareem Abdul Jabbar. The only reason why I have less of a problem with it is because he's going to do it in a Lakers jersey, in a Lakers uniform. But, um, you know, Lakers are just. I don't know what the fuck is going on. We've been balling all right. You know, um, thank God we got that Houston Rockets win last week when we lost to Sacramento. I just, and again, I know they're decent, but you know, we, uh, tapped that ass against the Grizzlies. I was trying to go to that game, thought that network was going to bless me with some shit for my birthday. They didn't. And then, uh, you know, last night we got that W against Portland trailblazers. By the way, um, Max Christie is balling like a motherfucker. That 19-year-old motherfucker is hooping. He is crushing shit right now. I I really don't know what to expect until after the All-Star break, but the fuck is our record, man? Hold on, what the fuck is our record? The fuck are we? 22 and 25. Yo, we're we're under 500. It's just not fucking acceptable, man. Not acceptable. Play the Clippers tomorrow night. Come on, man. Like This is just fucking sad. Shit. It's fucking bullshit. It's just sad. NFL playoffs. You know the deal. I watched a little bit here and there. You know, I got to say, the biggest disappointment of the weekend was obviously the Bills and Bengals. Joe Burrow came to play, and I just... I get it. At the end, it's just like they choke so fucking bad against the L.A. Rams, which is fucking sad. I think he's got more experience this time, so I got a little more faith in him. Still think the Chiefs are just so fucking hard to beat. I don't know what the fuck that spread's going to be. All right, so the Eagles are favored by uh, 2.5 against 49ers. The Bengals are uh, 1.5-point underdog. I was actually disgusted. The Bills just fucking choke like that. That was just in their their home field, too. For Hamlin, damn, man. Eagles, that was easy work. That was a fucking joke. Niners in Dallas, I gotta be honest, man. It was hard watching two teams that I fucking hate. And um I wouldn't mind if fucking Dallas won that game. There, you know, Dak just ain't him. And uh Purdy didn't show me anything really think if anything Kittle showed me more than Purdy did and uh, again it was a defensive fucking battle these two fucking defenses were going crazy the Niners had a stronger defense and uh, it was close game closer than the score showed and um, it was fucking sad man you know what I mean and then um, the Chiefs that was just it's just actually disgusting that the Dallas and Niners game was probably the best now when it comes down to it and I really think about You know, this weekend, this Sunday. I don't fucking know if the Eagles can stop the Niners. That's where I'm at with it. Now, Jalen Hurts is a 100,000 times percent definitely a better. He's a better quarterback than fucking Brock is. You know, Niners defense is tough. It's going to be a motherfucking battle. It's going to be a scrap. These are the four best teams in the NFL. Straight up. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I would put the Bills up there before Bengals, but they no, they couldn't do it. Josh Allen couldn't do it. He's out in fucking Cabo. Well, actually, Josh Allen's definitely playing golf right now. So, not through a captain's pick prediction, just my pick, I think the Eagles win by a field goal. Right? And then the Bengals Chiefs, I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. But I will say this. If The Eagles win is... Okay, put it this way. Eagles versus Bengals and Chiefs is going to be a fucking exciting battle. It'll be a fucking exciting matchup. Either fucking team. If the Niners play the Bengals, I think the Niners are going to eat the fucking Bengals up. They are going to wash them, period. If the Chiefs play the Niners... I think the Chiefs are just going to probably, you know, they're going to beat them. I don't think there's going to be a chance where the Niners are up on them. I feel like the Chiefs will score. All right, cool. Niners will come back with a field goal. Then the Chiefs will score again. The Niners come back with the, with the touchdown. And they'll just always have the upper hand, and then they'll win. And I think it'll be a cool game. I just don't think it would be, you know, crazy. I think ideally, though, the Eagles versus the Bengals. The Eagles versus the Chiefs is just a better matchup, period. The only way the Niners win the Super Bowl is I feel like if they play against the Bengals. That's the only way I see them winning. Otherwise, you know, well, they had to get past the Eagles, right? And Philly fans are fucking crazy. But yeah, man, hey, guys, again, I I got a lot of shit on my mind. It is too fucking early in the morning. I am definitely getting a lot of coffee today. Actually, I should fucking retract that. I'm getting some coffee. (laughs) I'm going to try to stay away from as much dairy as possible. I use almond milk. And I'm just going to try to have a good time here in San Diego today. Just going to swing, keep it light. Probably won't start smoking until about 11 a.m. And then probably right around with this podcast. I'll be kind of smooth. Probably hit it again like 7, 8 p.m. And I'll try to get a bed early. And don't forget, guys, we got contests coming up. We got I mean, we got a contest going on right now. By the way, man, I have so many fucking golf clubs right now. And I know right now Miles and Jordan are listening. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm right here. I'm right here. But I do have... Four stealth drivers, and two of those are stealth twos, and two are um, stealth HD plus, the most expensive drivers. Well, you know, one of them is like a eighteen hundred, maybe two thousand dollar driver because it has a fucking twelve hundred dollar shaft on it. You know what? That's what's gonna happen. So, the next giveaway is obviously gonna be the headphones. I got to ship out the gaming headsets to two Btb uh, subscribers. Um, and actually super follower subscribers as well because I haven't shipped those out and then um, the next Twitter giveaway is going to be some baseball cards, subscribers are going to get them first I'm going to kind of make that easy it's going to make, you know, it, I got a shit ton of those, and again shit ton, but they're still rare as fuck because I control all the access, I control all the cards, so I'm excited about that, by the way, yeah, my fucking um, my tops Chrome is dropping like in a week to two weeks or something, so it's coming I can't wait to fucking start doing breaks and stuff. That's why they need to fucking turn my IG Live back on. Um, what the fuck else? I was talking about the, the, the baseball cards that the fuck just, just blew my mind. You know, my memory is getting so fucking bad. It is actually fucking disgusting. What other giveaway was I going to do? It's the baseball cards, packs. Shit, I can't even think. My brain is so out of it. I got to focus on this pro-am. Um, guys, mad love. You know, uh, I will be seeing some of you guys sooner than later. I got waste management next month. I'm going to be in Arizona twice. I'm going to be in Arizona for waste management. So I'll be there February 8th to the 12th. And then I'll be there again February 17th to 18th. And 18th, we are doing a subscriber breakfast. It's going to be very small. It's going to be maybe 8, 10 people max. Uh, That's including me so I'll start singing RSVP out for you Arizona Scottsdale uh, Phoenix Arizona cats and get that going but if you see me in the streets man say what's up to your boy make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the show and uh, that's it for today guys you know this is the new beginning it's Mondays so when we drop again it's gonna be next Monday and next Monday we'll have you have to wait to hear the program went. obviously I'll talk about it again but you know, talk about the birthday party. This is gonna be a foot. This is gonna be a fucking week. This is going to be a fucking week. All right, y'all. You hear the Lakey Lake in the background? That means it's time to go, yo, Miles. Man, send him to the crib. What's up, Lakey? Peace.